Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. Well, happy five-year anniversary to the Dames Who Dish. Oh, can you believe it? Happy anniversary, Anne. Happy anniversary. What's the actual day? The 21st? I believe it's the 21st, which is okay. what? Saturday or Sunday? Monday? Uh, Saturday. Because okay. tomorrow, wait, tomorrow's the 20th or tomorrow's the 19th? I don't even know. My daughter's tomorrow's birthday the 19th. is the 22nd, so oh, I have to pay you attention. No, pay attention. I know. Yeah, so anyway. It's flown by. I had this grand idea of like reaching out to people who we first had on. Actually, I did reach out to our very first interview, which was David of David and Annie from 90 Day Fiance, when we were totally into 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) He came on our show, talked for like an hour. And we actually didn't, at that time, we didn't like him, remember? No, we didn't like him. But I think after we talked to him, we were like, wow, he's really intelligent. He's very educated. Mm -hmm. He was... um, an easy get. Yeah. <laughs> so I messaged him and said, hey, David, it's our five-year anniversary. By the way, he still follows us and we follow him. And uh, would you mind saying a few things? Like, just send us a voice, really just a voice memo saying what you've been doing for the last five years. Whatever. Just yeah. a little thing. He goes, oh, my God, five years. That's amazing. You can contact my people. My people <laughs> will get back to your people. And I'm like, for, not interested. For a voice message. Don't even... Don't even really know what you're doing nor do I care yeah never mind never mind but no thanks but it was fun last weekend after we talked about it we went through our pictures of all the people we had on and I had forgotten that we had all of the paradise what was the show Mexican dynasty well Mexican dynasties was our first ones for sure it wasn't was it I think temptation 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 Island. island yeah that's who we had screeners for we had a close relationship with the girl that was doing the, the um like the show promotion something yeah. yeah for it so we got everybody first and we were killing it we had everybody on and that was very fun and we started to get a lot of followers and then uh we got into from our friend Jacques in Australia he had a connection with the Married at First Sight or MAFS Australia people. And so we started interviewing all them because they were loving having the connection to the United States. Yeah, well, it was big here in the U.S., it but was. then they cut off our ability to, to, <laughs> to see the whole season. Yeah, we were getting clipped versions, so that wasn't very fun. But yeah, we we had so much fun. Bruce Bozzi was, you know, we've said this before, he was like our favorite. I mean, he's best friends with Andy Cohen. He's our age. It was just really fun chatting with him. It was just a good conversation. And, he's and he still, couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, I mean, we have his fucking digits. We can talk. Well, we can even text sent him. sent me, although you deleted it, but he sent me a birthday video. <laughs> Did I accidentally yes, delete it? remember. No, I watched it. And, and then I it didn't disappeared. Know, <laughs> I didn't know that when you watch it disappears. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Live and learn. I'm like, Gina, he just did the best video, but I watched it. Walking down the streets in New York or wherever he was. I'm like, oh, how was it? And one of the funniest was John Hill because oh, at yeah. that time, John Hill, well, now we know he was not sober. And he was a hot fucking mess. <laughs> he was and while mess. we were chatting with him and recording, he was walking down the street on his way to file his taxes. And yeah. he was just dribbling information. And it was so funny. It was, was really all a hot over mess. The place. He was so nice, but he was all over the place. He had a, another show on Sirius. And I called in and he's like, and from the Dame Two Dish. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> Anyway, we had some pretty good high-level people on. Yeah, we had Craig. I'm sorry, not Craig. 
Carl. Yeah. From Summer House. We had Carrie Duber from um, Housewife. We had Dallas. Uh, what's what's the other one from Dallas that we had? Carrie, the other Carrie, her friend. Oh, right. Right. The other Carrie. All the Mexican dynasties cast when yes. that was a, a thing. And actually, she was one, too, that I kind of reached out to her because she was like our first. It was Jenny Allende. Mm-hmm. And she has since divorced her husband who was on the show with her. Alon or Adon? Which which uh, one? It's Alon because Adon yeah. was the younger one. Right. I have a feeling if I had reached out to Adon, oh, probably would have come sure. <laughs> For sure. For <laughs> sure. But Jenny sent us uh, a nice message and she is killing it. She's so busy. She's remarried, has a new baby. She's just as gorgeous as ever. And she's always been so nice to us. But once I like started to reach out, I'm like, I don't have time to do any of this yeah, <laughs> to get it all together. Too so time consuming. It's been a really, really fun five years. And I like what we're doing now. I think we've grown a lot. I don't know. I just well, feel like we, what we're doing, we're we're not trying so hard to fit in some kind of mold of what we should be doing. We're just talking about what we like and what we're watching. We're our own mold, Anne. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've been listening to Nick Vial, as I do. Mm-hmm. He is really trying to get into the space of Bravo and watching Bravo and talking about Bravo and he's not going back and watching the beginning so he's talking about shit he doesn't know he says I heard Miami is like the new Salt Lake City and I'm like Nick you're such a fucking idiot Miami was eight years ago they had their show and they've rebooted it Oh, it's so annoying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, a lot of people don't like Nick Vial, myself included. I don't I listen know, to don't his like podcast. I only listen when he has someone of interest Did to you me on. To but when he had on, you know, the girl that killed her mother, the Munchausen by proxy girl. No, she's doing the rounds. She's too much. I think she should have come out and kind of laid low for a while. Maybe go on one or two, but it, it's she a needs lot. to make money. Yeah, well, that's true too. <laughs> That's true. So I listened to that one. It's actually a little depressing. Gypsy Rose Lee. That's her name. So he's just annoying. It just pisses me off when people come in so late to the game. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's like, Nick, stay in your lane. Well, it's it annoys us because we've been in it from the beginning. We watch the shows. We take notes. We do the research. We know all the players. We're invested. We are invested. <laughs> when people just pop in and they have a huge platform and they just talk and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about it's like well i feel like two t's do that too because they don't really know what's going on they don't but at least they were players in the game they were were they were housewives right they still have shitty fucking audio i haven't listened to them in a while so anyway happy anniversary to us (laughs) (laughs) i still don't think there's any other podcast duo that are ladies of a certain age and as good as we are fucking cool as we are like hello on if you can name them let me know don't leave a review that names people though i don't need that no (laughs) no no we don't want to take anybody else down (laughs) no we're we're nice (laughs) we're nice to a point we're nice ladies of a certain age yeah i don't know if we're nice but we're real we're honest we're real yeah so what's going on Um, I have to tell you that I told you I was not going to continue the Amelia Grace. Just kidding. (laughs) Natalia. Not even Natalie. I went from Amelia to Natalie. It's actually Natalia. Yeah. Look at I put a little swirly on my IA so that I remember (laughs) that. Anyway, I wasn't going to finish. But you did. I did. And I have to say, 
Oh boy, am I so glad I did. So what is this one about? Is it her telling more of her story? It's or? her telling her story. The first one, she did not she didn't have tell any her say story. Into, what, into what she said. Um, there were other people speaking for her. I think there was a few maybe conversations with her, but this is all coming from her perspective. So part of the thing that annoyed me was they kept showing tons of footage from the first season. And I'm mm. like, I don't need to see the crazy Michael again. He's yeah. just fucking off his rocker. But there was, you know, a few more stories in there, a few more instances. I just don't know if I believe her so much. But, you know, when you think about, even in uh, season one, there were the people, when she was living in that apartment by herself, there were the people giving their accounts of like, she was fucking weird. She was playing with a boy across the street, maybe touching him inappropriately. Then she went into some guy's house that's really weird and she was in there for a couple hours and they think she had sex. You know, there was all these accounts of how weird and crazy she was at this apartment. But then when you listen to her, she goes, I was eight years old. Was she though? Yes. Oh yeah, There, it's proven. Okay. She was between eight and 11 years old and they knew it. Michael and his wife knew it because they had two doctors give them notes so they were trying to make this a story they're thinking the reason why they took her in was because the mother had written that book oh. saying you know she can create a genius create a genius she thought oh, maybe somebody who with disabilities i can do this then when natalia was not doing you know she was like this little girl she wasn't the smartest thing in the world she couldn't just leave her out how do you get rid of a little girl and she decided let's age her let's say that she's older than she is. She fucking just lied. Wow. So what did they do with the birth? Well, with the birth certificate was we didn't. She they didn't, didn't have, have the birth certificate. Right. Right. Okay. And so there's these stories. Like there was another family that had her, and they gave her. Yeah, up, I remember saying that. It was kind of weird. And listen, I think she definitely had issues. There were things that happened in the orphanage to her. But when she tells the accounts from her perspective, she's now she now is twenty. She doesn't seem like a reliable source. She's well, very... I can see that. She's very like... She kind of is smiling. I don't know. It's hard to believe everything she's saying. But she has these new parents that adopted her. They legally adopted her. I think she was maybe 17 or 18. It's a pastor and his wife. And the reason why I kept watching is because I heard something. And I'm like, I don't see this happening. So at one point, she meets with Michael. And her father. The, her first, the first father or the second whatever he is yeah, yeah. michael crazy michael now she's tried to meet with michael a few times but michael goes crazy and leaves he but literally why does she want to meet with him she just wants to know why did you do this to me why mm. did you let her beat me you knew she beat me you knew she did all these things to me but wait i have to go back she was like i was living by myself i was a eight-year-old kid nobody taught me shit living by herself they put her in an apartment Oh, that's when they re oh got her. And she was eight? She was eight <gasps> years old. Oh, So when this my old God. lady is saying she was inappropriate and weird, she's like, I, I, nobody taught me anything. Of course, like, I was walking out of my apartment just looking for anybody to fucking talk to me. People thought I was weird. The little kid who was living down the street, we were playing in the park. They were having a tickle thing, a tickle fight. But they all thought she was 22, so they thought it was fucking weird. Oh, So when you put it in the perspective of she was actually eight years old, that's crazy. It's crazy. Can you imagine? No. Wow. So I know there's these instant, I mean, they fucked her up for sure. And then they put her in another apartment that was upstairs and she could barely walk up the stairs. Oh, 
I mean, it was horrible. So anyway, going back to Michael, he keeps calling his ex-wife the monster. He won't say her name, Gina. He won't mention her name. He calls her the monster. He's psycho. He's remarried too, which is... So are they divorced? Oh, yes. Okay. She refused to be part of this. Shocking. Yeah. So the other boys do not speak to him. There are two other boys. Remember I said I want to hear from them? Yeah, yeah. We only- they have no contact. We just... It's just the one boy. Oh, with the mom the or the dad? Or both? With the dad. Oh, no. The boys still live with the mom, I think. The other oh, two. Geez. So he's talking to her. But he has... He's so distraught and so hurt by the monster <laughs> She wants to ask questions and he's he's talking all about himself. Well, I didn't know. This is what she was doing to me. I was being mentally abused. I was it was all about him. Are you kidding no, me? No, it was crazy. And she literally is like slapping her head like, "I just want to know why like you knew I was not 20." He's like, "No, I thought you were." I mean, it was just weird. It was fo- fucking weird. So then he kind of says, "Listen, we were both we were both victimized by the monster. Like they're both in the same boat." Then she's like, "Michael, I forgive you." And you should see his, his face was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then she goes, can I pray for you? And that's when he gets off and he kneels down and she fucking prays over it. It was so <laughs> weird and wild at the same time. So this all happens. And at the very end, I think there's going to be a, a third season. Oh, because God. the very end, the voices of the new adoptive parents, the preacher and the wife, they say something like, we are done with her. We don't believe her anymore. She has done some things we cannot forgive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. And that's how they ended it. Oh, God. Well, then they have to tell us what she did. I, I mean, we have to know what she did. We have to know. I don't know. Well, we knew she was a, a very twisted young girl. Yes, but when you when you really think about it, she was eight well, I, like she was eight years. Can you imagine when you were eight years old? And she's handicapped, And she's right? handicapped. Yeah. Oh, God. So they were saying that one of the things when you've adopted a handicapped person, you, you can't leave them even when they're 18. It's 22 is the age. Oh, you're, so that's you're how stuck. Con- yeah. So that's how conveniently she was aged up to 22. Oh, well, now it's making more like, sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But they really just want to get rid of her. Like Michael's not taking accountability. The monster wanted to get rid of her. Can you imagine putting an eight-year-old in an apartment to fend for themselves? Oh, they brought her food once in a while. (laughs) It's fucking nuts. And they did that. But the birth certificate said she was 22. They got off scot-free because they're like, they they aged her up, not us. They aged her up. She said she was 22. Natalia's like, she told me to say I was 22. I didn't know, you know, she told me to say all these things. Oh, my God. But I then, might have to watch but now. But then she did say things like psychiatrists talk to her as a little girl and they have video. And they're like, what did you do? She goes, I told them that I hated them and I was going to kill them. So I don't. That's what I mean. Well, it's that weird. was from the first one right, where she said she would kill. That's what they kill. do. They yeah. keep showing a lot of shit. Oh. Rehashing. I know. But it's weird enough that I. That it's worth watching. Good enough. <laughs> Just go to episode five and six. Before okay. that, it's like, whatever. I talked too long about Interesting. this. Interesting. Anyway. Well, you enjoyed it. I, I can I, tell. I I was fascinated. I'm fast. I'm still fascinated by it. Well, there's, the, you know, crazy shit out there. But this I, one is like no other. Well, I mean. I also started American um, Nightmare on Netflix. It's one of the new Netflix. That's the one where the girl says she was kidnapped in Vallejo. 
Oh, right. And oh, so, that was like on a Dateline yes, thing. Yes, it was. I mean, Sacramento News covered it because it was right there in Vallejo. Oh. So that is on, I don't know how many episodes. That I'm was a husband-wife thing, right? Boyfriend-girlfriend. And they lived together. They, I don't know if they lived together, but she was at his house when, yeah. when she oh, got, I re- quote, I kidnapped. I distinctly remember that one. There's two. I was getting this confused with another one where the girl went off for like a while and cut her hair. No, isn't that the one up in Reading? See, that's out. That, yeah, that's a different one. Where she one. went out running and disappeared and then come to find out she was with an ex-boyfriend yeah, or yeah. something. That's a different one. So this is the one where the girl, they're both physical therapists. and Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I remember that. But didn't they prove that to be? Well, I thought so, but oh, I'm on episode God. two and it's her speaking like it's happening. So I don't know. I got to oh, finish geez. that one. Too much. Anyway, Too much. So let's talk about, you um, saw that they put out the premiere of The Valley. Yeah, it looks like crap. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, yes. It looks so cheaply done. Is it their neighbors? Because people, there's people we don't know. Well, they all live in Valley Vista. But I thought Kristen moved out of Valley Vista because she she sold her house Right, there. but she can move back for the show. But the other people are people we don't know, right? Like their uh, I don't actual know them. neighbors? Okay. Yeah, I don't know them. We don't know them. I don't know them. No, but it was just really Jack's driving the little kid car and well, we knew this was coming we just didn't know this was well we knew it was coming we heard was. about it but then we didn't hear anything about it for a long time and then all of a sudden we get the trailer for it is it on peacock bravo and peacock Whoa. i think it's gonna be a one and done well sure i can't imagine i also heard jack's uh, people talking about jack's sports bar or whatever his bar that he opened is not doing well that it's pretty empty all oh, the time really mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty busy well they always start out real hot well i heard there was a backer that's why he opened it so quickly yeah. it was lance bass lance was, bass was backed it backing it that's how he was able to get it up and running so fast and now it's just not doing well no it's what the word on the street is all the sports on my god well you know who knows but i listened to rachel goes rogue episode two did I, she I, continue the story she continued the story okay. and it's very hard to listen to because the way she talks is very slow and there's lots of pauses. It's really kind of a Q&A podcast because she she can't she can't handle it on her own. She's got somebody asking her questions and she's basically just answering. So the format's kind of weird, but what she said was that Schwartz knew the entire time mm-hmm. about the affair, which would we assumed we assume that. he's He lies about it. He still is lying about it. He's still lying about it. He said they're codependent. The date that we saw with Peter Madrigal was all a replay that they had really gone on a date, but it was off camera. So production had them go on another date for the cameras. Oh, I'm sure Peter loved that. And she was like <laughs> adamant that she wanted it to be during the day and she really didn't want to do it, but she did it. Um, and then, of course, the kiss between Rachel and Schwartz in Mexico at Sheena's wedding was completely staged by production. Schwartz didn't want to do it, and neither did Rachel. It was kind of a joke thing. And then it production said, "Listen, you're doing it." They had the move to that table, why did, where why lights and cameras they put were their all foot set down up at this point and say, "I well, don't want to do mean, it." Do you think they're that, stupid? Do, they're fucking idiots. Do you think Rachel's going to put her foot down? This no. is her bread and butter. This True. is her opportunity to make some money so i don't know how long she can sustain this podcast because once she tells everything she has to tell what well, is she going to talk about I also i think with the new season coming up more questions will be maybe in the beginning risen. but it, this is not a long 
a long term thing. But how long do these things last for? A lot of people start podcasts and they don't keep it up. So yeah, just to get her side out there or something. I don't know. She'll try to move on and revamp it like everybody does. I mean, she is. It'll fail eventually. Oh yeah. She'll get tired of it and do something else. But it is what she's saying is believable, I think. Oh, I believe what she's saying. I believe her. Yeah. But it's just that really you can see, and this isn't excusing what she did, but you can really see the manipulation because she didn't really have the mental capacity to push back or say no. Yeah. She was being completely manipulated by production. By production and by Sandoval. It wasn't, I mean, I I wouldn't say go rush out and listen to it because now everybody's talking about it, but it was interesting. They had the premiere of the show last night, Vanderpump Rules, season 11. Yeah. It looks like it's just going to be the core cast. It's not a bunch of random people, yeah. which mm-hmm. I think it should be. Oh, it should be. There's enough going on with the core cast. I think so. But at what point I'm wondering, does Ariana just dip out? Well, I also want to see, on? I want to see now what happens with like, we know Lala and Sheena are BFFs and they don't necessarily, or at least Lala doesn't necessarily uh, support Ariana anymore. What's going to happen with Katie? What's Katie doing? I don't know. If this sandwich shop doesn't go, (laughs) then Katie's got nothing. She's got nothing. I wonder how much the cast makes now per episode. They should have bumped them up for sure. They had to have 11 seasons. It should be a pretty good chunk of change. Well, also, Ariana, you say, I can't believe she's still doing it. This is why she's still doing it. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, this is their main living. Well, she's done. She did another cocktail book, I think. She did another cocktail bu- book. She did Dancing with the Stars. Mm. I don't know what they get for that. Mm-hmm. She's doing Chicago. Oh, right. Forgot about that. Um, I mean, she's got a shit ton of endorsements and they yeah, really pay. They do pay. Those pay a lot. Mm-hmm. More than probably she's making on... Um, no. Vanderpump. No way. You don't think so? I think this year, after 11 seasons and the ratings boost, they had to have, they're, they're at least making, I don't know, do you think it would be per episode? Yeah, probably per episode. If Ariana was smart, she would have negotiated a really good contract because yes. she could easily have walked away. How, how much do you think then? Like 50,000 I mean, 50, an episode? No. I For bet her. it's more than For, that. Oh, you think? 100? I bet it's more. Because, I mean, there's some housewives that are a million per season, not per episode, right? right? So they were always per episode. I think so. So If somebody knows, tell us, because I would love to know what they make. Sure, everybody wants to know um, What else? So OC started filming this week, and we know Alexis Bellino is going to be part of this season. But I don't know in what capacity. just going to dip in? Probably friends with Tamara. Well, yeah. And then Jeff Lewis let out that he was going to be having lunch, probably with Shannon, during the season. <laughs> yeah, Jeff wasn't too happy. Oh, you mean Andy oh, or Andy? Also, who cares? Who cares? Like, who cares? So what? He's gonna have lunch. Who the people pop in and out and have lunch all the time? I am Big thoroughly. Deal. I like want to see more of Jeff. I want to see more of Jeff on Sirius XM. Why do you think he's going to New York so often now? I think he has a job there. Oh, does he? I don't know. I mean, he's there all week. Oh, didn't he say he's doing promo for Hollywood House Lift? Still, Hollywood House is probably half over or more. Just making a lot of stuff up. Maybe he's dating people there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he is, he he is dating a lot. Sounds like it. But I, I would love to see more of him. I like him with Andy. I like watch Hollywood House Lift is, I look forward to it. It's funny that, well, he is on Sirius on Andy's channel. 
Yeah. Because I was like, it's funny that he's on Watch What Happens Live a lot. And he's on with MJ. They're good friends. We know that. But he doesn't work for Bravo anymore. So he can kind of get away with saying a lot of shit. Which is perfect. he was so big at BravoCon. He did Andy's Q&A. Well, that was the best. That was the best. He's a hot mess. And I love to watch him. I like to watch him because you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. I don't know if I believe everything he says. I know his perspective can be skewed. For sure. (laughs) We know that. This we know. For a fact. Um, We were talking about traitors, as is everybody else. Also, Nick Vial jumping on the fucking traitors bandwagon. Dude, there's a lot more traitors out there. You didn't even watch season one. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Did you see today? I think I posted something, but it's like the biggest show on Peacock. People are totally into it. How could you not be? Oh, it's good. This season... With the cast. all of these people. The cast, the cast is cast. amazing. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by some. I think... Me too. Lars, Pilot Pete is one. Pilot Pete's good. I think Lars is not as... I think she's playing an interesting game. She's acting like her and Marcus don't talk. They're barely around each other. It's kind of funny, right? Because here on Miami Housewives, they're stuck at the hip together and they can't do anything apart and they have sex five times a day what are they doing in the house here they're not staying together they're barely speaking do they really stay in that house i thought they stayed somewhere else well didn't we hear that funny. stephanie lagrosa last I season she, she said they didn't stay there right they got driven away every night but now they're walking upstairs the uh uk version they walked up the stairs also yeah but i think they are staying at a hotel i, I mean it would too. make sense because when they when they go and do their little um, meetup, meetup, when the uh, traders meet mm-hmm. up and stuff, it would make sense that they would be staying somewhere else. What a pain, though. They have to be brought in every day. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so that's really good. Um, what else? Oh, in the Emmys, you said you didn't watch the Emmys. You didn't. forgot it was on. I totally forgot. I saw lots of clips from it. What, what were it the was highlights? Fun. I mean, mm. not much. We just had the fucking. Golden it's award Globes. seasons, Anne. I know, but. <laughs> I can't handle it. It, was, it wasn't on a Sunday night. Yeah, that threw me. And then <laughs> I it, couldn't find it because it, it was on, on Channel Monday? 40. It was on Fox. 40? Yeah. Is it, do we even have that channel anymore? It's there. Hmm. It's there. Should we move on to Southern Charm Reunion Part Uno? It's good. Shep is just a sad, sad man. Sweating I it out. I have no... He's empathy or sympathy new. from him he i think he plays the part of poor me really well oh i don't he think wants so. people to feel bad for him he's in costa rica right now on some men's retreat or something oh god is he doing the kind yeah. of similar what's his name louis louis thing whoa kind of similar but i'm not buying it i am well, not neither buying it. neither were craig and austin shep came out and was like I'm going to do better. I'm not drinking any hard alcohol anymore. It's just beer and wine. And I didn't like the way I was. And, you know, he's having this epiphany. And they basically were like, again. Yeah, I was so happy they didn't go to that luncheon that they wanted him to go to. Good for them. Because they've seen this before, obviously. They've heard this before, obviously. But they were very honest about it. Like, this is great. If you're going to do it, just do it. We don't have to go to a fucking luncheon and talk about it. Go do it and take care of yourself. Yeah, what's the purpose of a lunch? I, like, a, did he stage his own his own <laughs> intervention? intervention? <laughs> so it's almost like he wants credit for finally stepping it up and taking care of himself. Well, think about it. Shep is a checks in the mail kind of guy, right? He's a trust fund mm-hmm. guy where mm-hmm. he gets paid monthly or whatever it is. 
clearly the way he treats his mom and his dad, he's very spoiled. I, does he still have that restaurant? I does think he, he has the bar, the condor. Anything? During the day, does he? He's a smart well, guy. I think that's what part of the doing? problem. He's jealous of Craig and his, you know, sewing down south. He's business, got a lot going which is on, killing it. He's got the popular podcast he's, with Austin. They just did a live tour. Andy fucking showed up. Yeah, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin's got the trop hop, the beer business. I don't know how well that's doing, but apparently it's well doing enough. fairly well. I think pillows and beer is doing better. So. Who cares? Yeah. So they're they're making money. They have stuff to do. And Shep is collecting a check every and, month. And, you know, Taylor let it out of the bag that he's horrible in bed. And he I loved he was, it. He was also my tongue gets tired. Oh, he because he's, he's a fucking gross. asshole. He's so gross. What about when he was was it during the break? Or no, no, he actually said if this wasn't on TV, I'm sure I would be married to Taylor right now. Uh, bullshit. Please. As Taylor's in a new relationship, God forbid he say this anytime before, she's well, not in a relationship. What he was trying to say without saying it, I think, is that, you know, with the popularity of the show, I've just got women throwing themselves yes. at me and I'm, you know, popular and there's a lot of attention on me. And if I didn't have all that, then I would be, you know, a trustworthy guy and I'm not buying it. At all. He he does suck you in a little bit. Like, that's what his thing is. He's an apologizer. You always go, oh, I see. Well, clearly he's sucking Taylor in because oh, yeah. she's just tearing up and feeling bad for him and just buying into the bullshit. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, she's just so naive. It gets on my nerves. Then he goes, she was right about a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Pumping her up. He can't stand that she's with somebody else, but he doesn't want her. He just doesn't want her with somebody else. Yeah, I don't think he really cares that she's no, with somebody he else. Doesn't. Oh, she's the one that got away. Sure. So, what did you think about the conversation about Taylor sending the nude to Whitney? You know, she's a liar. T- Taylor is clearly lying. Yeah, she is not the sweet wholesome religious girl that she wants us all to believe well she admitted that she sent the nude to whitney knowing that shep was with uh whitney that night how immature are you well that you're sending a nude pic because you're jealous that your boyfriend to whitney they're saying you know it was gross that whitney showed it well apparently whitney didn't show it whitney's french i don't know but they all saw it whitney the producer of the show (laughs) Like, are you stupid? What's wrong with you? Levis said, no, you didn't just say come one, come all. There was a whole text exchange with Whitney. How embarrassing for her. So embarrassing. How embarrassing. And then she turns around. Why is he showing people? Why'd you send it? Why'd you send it? You know, if you're going to send it, send it. But maybe not to Whitney. (laughs) Yeah, of all people. (laughs) Whitney sounds such a big mouth. And she's 27 and he's 55. (laughs) What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, yeah, Shep told Andy he wanted to address everybody. And that's when he said, I'm at a crossroads at BravoCon. I don't remember a lot that happened. And Andy basically made it sound like, uh, you know, this is it for you. If you and, don't take care of yourself, like you're not coming back. This is his right. only thing he has, too. So he has to take care of himself. This This has to be his next season. Well, I think Andy said, and I may have heard him wrong, but I think he he sort of said to him, like, do you think this show is the best thing for you? Thing for you. 
under the circumstances. Well, he was like, yeah, I know what you mean. But then he's like, fuck, I don't have anything else. Yeah. So, what yeah. else am I going to do with what my time? What am I going to do? Well, then the news comes out. Taylor. Totally throws Olivia yeah, under the bus. says that last, it was last season that actually Madison was like, well, Taylor. And Taylor, and, I mean, um, Olivia and Madison were obviously not on good terms last season because of Austin. Yeah. And Madison said, well, didn't you hook up with T-Rav? And she's like, what? No. Oh, my God. No. And then she, in confidence, told Taylor, I actually did. And it was early on. I don't think T-Rav was even with um, Catherine at the time. No, they were broken up at the time. She was right out of college. Well, she said she was 20, but... The, the rumor is she was more like 24 at the time. Oh. But well. regardless, I mean, and T-Rav is supposedly good friends of the family. Yeah, like he's a family friend. And again, he's like 60. Embarrassing. Embarrassing for Olivia. And the fact that Taylor said, but first she starts out as, forgive as you want to be forgiven. Yeah, forgive as you would want to be forgiven, Olivia. Like almost taunting her. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? And when they went to break and Olivia went off and she called her the see, see you next Tuesday word. Yeah. Wow. She deserved it. That she, was pretty dirty. It is very dirty. Regardless of how you feel about Olivia, you did something wrong. Olivia has every right to feel the way she feels. She can take as long as she wants. She can take as long as she wants. And then you go and say that. That's just, it shows her immaturity again and just how low and dirty she'll go. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like Olivia and her, even after Taylor lost her brother, that they've even connected again because Olivia's doing podcasts and stuff and they're not friends. Olivia no, and Taylor. No, Olivia needs to get her shit together because she, it's not, it's not good. You mean Taylor? I mean Taylor, yeah, yeah. not Olivia. Taylor, well, maybe Olivia too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's sleeping with T Rav. <laughs> maybe she needs to get it together. <laughs> but Taylor has a new boyfriend now. Yeah, I wonder if it's from still Southern Hospitality. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see if it's still a thing. I haven't seen anything. I don't follow her. I don't either. I don't, I don't care. I don't watch Southern Hospitality either. I delete it every week. I watched it all last season, too. but I'm, I'm so just not, not into it. No, Wavy Baby. No, I can't. <laughs> wavy Baby. The, the girl that. Oh, God. Wavy Baby. She's trying to make Wavy Baby happen. Uh, I thought that I would totally be into it because, you know, I like immature young stuff but <laughs> i'm not like i'm no. not into it at all it seems fake too. it does love it pops in and pops out and yeah. it's like uh, are you really not yeah i don't believe it not doing it so i think that was it with southern charm yeah. but next week is, is there, there only two yeah there's definitely another yeah there's one, one more yeah these reunions have been good they're very good uh potomac potomac yeah. is kind of a sleeper this season don't you think yeah kind of like karen karen uh put ray in his place and was like hey when i call you don't like think it's a nuisance like you're fucking retired on the golf course asshole <laughs> pick up the phone <laughs> so mia and gordon go cooking with robin and juan and fucking mia i loved it she was questioning juan do you think it was smart to show up at that hotel and pay for that girl with your credit card. Do you think that was a smart thing to do? Why couldn't you just call and pay for the credit card on the call? I mean, he had nothing to say. Nothing. Nothing. I thought we were done talking about this. You know that Robin made him show up. Like if we we need a paycheck here because he doesn't have a job still. Well, and you know, he's going to hire him. You know, production told Mia, you bring this up and you ask him about it. Absolutely. And it sounds kind of like he had a phone call with somebody and begging an old colleague 
to get him a job. For a job. Yeah, I'm surprised they put that on, on camera. Well, I think he had the mic on. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that. So what's up with this franchise glow 30 thing? Robin's bought into it. Can't they just do normal jobs? Why do they have to buy franchises? Because I think they're looking for quick money. Yes, they are. That's the problem. Go work. Do normal shit. Well, the kicker was you're asking Mia and yeah, G for, for advice. business advice. And they're giving it like, this is what you need to do. As they're living in a fucking apartment because they were kicked out of their franchise that they tried to build. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Uh, Mia is still pissed at Gordy, suing the attorney for the family of the guy that killed himself. This guy supposedly stole money from them. Mm-hmm. But Gordon is suing his family. It's like, yeah, that's oh. kind of dirty. I but mean, I mean, who knows how much money, the money they lost? Well, I mean, like it sounds like they lost their whole life savings. They live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much money they lost. Oh, God. So what about we find out that Wendy's mom did have elective surgery? It wasn't even necessary. Well, it was a follow-up to, she had some complications to whatever elective surgery Mm -hmm. that she had. Mm -hmm. So Wendy knew about what was going on. Wendy knew about the surgery. Wendy knew that there was going to be this follow-up situation. It didn't sound like it was anything It wasn't serious. serious. But also the mom is now pretending she doesn't know who NECA is. Who is NECA? Why would I put a hex on her and pray to the shrine? Who? Who? It's like, you're a fucking liar like your daughter. I am sorry. Well, didn't she say she called Leve to say, to tell her that it's hard to make a friend, but easy to make an enemy? Yeah, she said a lot of shit. She made a lot of phone calls. This was all clearly very planned and rehearsed. Oh, yes. And Wendy, you are coming off bad. And actually, so is your mama. Yeah. The other thing that was very planned and rehearsed is Giselle's call to Jason. Oh, so awkward. They're they're not a oh, couple. These two are friends. They're fake. You they, cannot they're fake. convince me of anything they're else. They're both trying to make each other relevant. Yeah, they're they're doing each other a favor. She goes to doing the self-defense with her daughter, who's just so cute. She's and then they're cute. like, let's call Jason. Oh, please. Yeah, Jason's on the standby waiting for the call. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And then we have Karen's event. Yes. Where she's um, sitting at this weird little desk podium thing. <laughs> it looks yeah. so odd and awkward. The lady who was hosting it, who was in charge of it, I thought it was Jill Zarin for the longest time. Oh, it kind of looked like her. It kind of looked like Jill Zarin. They brought all their fancy clothes to donate to women who have been abused, right? Mm-hmm. They brought this singer up who was, you know, one of the um, victims. And uh, it really hit me. Like all the ladies were crying and they all shared they've had instances. Well, it was a very small group, but I was yeah. shocked to hear that Robin, Candace, Ashley... And Mia yeah, all of them. have all had experiences with sexual abuse of some sort. Yeah. I didn't realize it's so prevalent. I mean, everybody knows someone who's yeah. gone through something or been a victim to sexual abuse. Yeah, but abuse. in that small group of like but, 11 ladies. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's very, it's very sad. I thought it was interesting, though, that Mia says she sort of blames Jacqueline for yes. her situation because Jack, it was Jacqueline's boyfriend, right? It was Jacqueline's friend or something and she left her there. Yeah, there's a little bit of blame and that's why there was some tension when Jacqueline was on last season. Kind of strange to blame someone for leaving them alone. I mean, she yeah. was not, she was they of were both age, young. correct? Well, I don't know. See, they've known each other for a long time. I can't remember the age she said she was. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? 
when something like that is happening to you, you wonder why your friend left you. I could imagine yeah, that. True. She still holds, obviously holds some resentment. And we saw that last season. Was it that just last season that Jacqueline was on with her? Yes. Okay. Well, that was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move to married to medicine? Toya and Eugene are having some issues. Toya wants to go out. Eugene's working 12 hour days. He's tired, man. He wants to stay home. Well, then he does this dinner for her. Breakfast for dinner. <laughs> breakfast for dinner. No, he, he takes her out. He does this private chef dinner. Oh, the private chef. It was yeah. pretty funny because it was very cool. But then he's a cook. He's a chef. Eugene is. He wants to see how, you know, the things are made by professionals. And he was so into that part that she was like, you're more interested in that chef than you are me, <laughs> which I do understand. But then she needs to plan the date next time. Like, stop putting everything on fucking Eugene. I'm sorry. I think she's a spoiled little brat. Well, I mean, she's he, out playing tennis all fucking day. She's and drinking got her, her, her wine club. And what's the matter with having a night at home, tasting the wines, breakfast for dinner? They were having one on one conversation. Why do you have to go out all the time? Well, I think she likes to go out, but yeah. maybe they do that all the time. And she yeah. wanted to go. He's tired. to go to a restaurant. But yeah, I don't, just plan yeah. it. Why, he's working 12 hour days. I wouldn't expect my husband, who's a doctor, working 12 hour days to also be planning well, date my night. husband doesn't plan shit <laughs> i plan everything but i you but know why doesn't latoya plan it i understand her wanting him to step up a little bit and do something but now that he's done it you do it and don't complain about what he did it was a nice gesture it was a nice gesture i felt bad for eugene i like it i like Eugene. Um, i do too simone's boys she and those boys crack me they up. are funny they are hilarious she brings them to their new condo that she bought she and her husband bought for them because they want him out of the house so bad. <laughs> well, he doesn't. The husband he, no, doesn't. He, that's, he hangs with them. He, <laughs> he likes being he with the boys. He wants to hang at the impar- apartment with them. Oh, totally. But she, she wants them out. buys them this Costco-sized pack of condoms oh, and, and puts just them puts them everywhere. all over. I thought that was hilarious. It was very funny. They were like, Mom. And, and then Heavenly and Dr. Damon. Um, he's very emotional about Alora going to college. Very emotional. Well, now they got just the two of them. That's why he's emotional. He's like, shit. That was just me and <laughs> Heavenly. Fuck. Why don't you go get in contact with your sister? It's time. <laughs> Find Everybody's, something to everybody's do. pushing that so they don't have to be alone. <gasps> None of the guys want to be alone with their wives. <laughs> well, they've been married for a long time. Yes. That's probably why. So, and then Phaedra is a, now she's a, a Reiki master. She's go now. She does not seem to to be someone who would be a reiki master. Uh, Phaedra does five thousand things. Is she still a mortician? I, I don't know. <laughs> she was a mortician. I think she was trying to buy a mortuary. She's an attorney. What else? I mean, it feels like she's constantly doing shit. It's pretty funny. And she's and she's a trader on that's on, right. Uh, traders. Um, and then Gregory and Sweet Tea. He's kind of being an asshole about. Her not being able to get pregnant because she has to deal with uh, endometriosis. This, yeah, and these fibroids and all kinds and of stuff. She's going to have surgery. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I just love you no matter what. And then he's like, well, you know, it's going to hold up things because after the surgery, she can't have sex for a while. So, you know, I mean, we got to put things on the back burner. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, shut up. And he's like, I took a home test. I have tons of sperm. Is there a you home test for that? can't do a fucking that? home test. Can you? I, Please. I, I wouldn't know. Please. Funny. Those ladies are like, you have him take a fucking test. <laughs> not no home test. He might be the problem, not you. <laughs> so the shaman thing with Phaedra, like you were saying, the Reiki, uh, Heavenly was really into it. And she was, okay, Salt Lake City, part two. Was it, how much better was part two than part one? 
It was better, but I th- we're all waiting for part three. Let's yeah. be honest. I feel like we build these up so much and we want so many things answered, so many questions answered. They never are. They won't be answered. They cut this down. Even if at some point somebody asked the question and they answered, they could cut it out. There's always, I've been watching the regular episode, then I go back and I watch the unedited yeah. version, which I can't Is really tell different? what's unedited I, I can never other tell. than the cussing. Um, oh, they show cussing? Oh, yeah. Oh. But there's not a big difference. So the Monica and her mother story. And yeah. we learn from Monica's perspective. She tells the story that she didn't know her dad and that her mom left her at 12 years old with that family to pursue the job. And we found out that the job was to go to NYC for her TV career. This is Monica's story. Mm -hmm. And she says that when this was going on for Monica to be on the show, possibly, she was praying for her to get on the show. And then she made the comment like, well, if you don't get on, let it be me. Like she wanted to be on the show. I kind of believe that her mom did say that. So Monica didn't go into detail about a TV career, but LD Millionaire, her yes, mom, she did. She came out. She posted something saying that she was uh, an award-winning TV writer and producer. Yeah, I really want, name them, name the shows that she, you wrote for. Exactly, that you were. Where'd you work? Award-winning. Because now you're living in Salt Lake City, and I don't think you've been doing anything for a while. But the whole thing about Monica going to Bermuda. And her family canceling, she still doesn't really know why they cancel because it's kind of an unsolved mystery because apparently she hasn't talked to her mom since they stopped filming. But her mom messaged production Mm -hmm. and asked production if she could go on this Bermuda trip because the family doesn't really know Monica. Mm -hmm. So Monica is going to visit this family that she doesn't even really know. It's crazy. But then production said no, that her mom couldn't go. I think... Production. And that's why the mom called the family and said, I'm not going to be there. And they maybe the family said, I'm not comfortable meeting with Monica. Maybe they know how fucking crazy Monica is. Or maybe they said, we don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> so why, my question is this. I have so many questions. Why would Monica film with her mom after that? If she was so evil, why would she continue to film with her? Why would she give her a platform on the show to film with her because part of a storyline is how evil and horrible her mother is and we all get to see it you all get to feel sorry for me and see how horrible my mother is well i mean we saw that in the first couple episodes that we didn't need a whole season of it i had no idea that whitney was strained had a strained relationship with her mom mm, yeah not so, anymore but then no, the not dad anymore. she doesn't talk to the dad well anymore. the dad had issues with oh, drug and alcohol and all that many issues. kind of stuff yeah we we saw him and we could see that i also can't get over heather's botox it's so intense her eyebrows are so high i thought something was wrong with her eye because it looked like one eye was closing the botox it's it's her face is very it's so it's messed up high but you know who looks fantastic is meredith what and mary cosby oh mary cosby too but and i don't know whitney did something and i can't quite figure out what mm. she did she looks good she looks good but meredith was gorgeous yeah i think she didn't get the the key is you don't get the shit done right before you get it done two to three weeks before exactly that's what we do (laughs) (laughs) so this greek easter thing 
at Angie's house. So Monica fell down the stairs at Angie's house. We see the footage. We see the footage. She's trying she to get out of the up. house. God, the pictures she took were crazy. I think she was trying to get her kids, right, to, to leave. Yeah, she was running down the stairs in her heels. Although no railing on that uh, staircase. Yeah. And that was a steep staircase. That mm. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. But so, her threatening to sue? Well, the crazy shit was that Monica had a conversation with Meredith who told her that she could take Angie's yeah. house. Yeah. And what then, the fuck? And then Meredith's like, well, I didn't say that. I was just saying, I mean, boy, that's really scary. You could even take her out. Like... Meredith, She's I a think fucking Meredith, double agent. Yep, I think Meredith a hundred percent said that. A hundred percent. She also said she had to have a head scan, but I didn't see her head hit anything. She was just Maybe, fell on her ass, right? Well, her legs and knee were were bruised up. I didn't see bruises anywhere else. I mean, she didn't like tumble down, didn't she? Just kind of she's fall? like her feet like yeah, flipped exactly. out from under her, and she fell on her ass. Right, her head didn't hit. No, I mean that was ridiculous mm. that was ridiculous so angie's saying that she's sued you know she's sued multiple people and she's arguing that she you can tell when monica's lying she gets I so not mad so mad she fights back and then the real her comes out and she when she's jabbing at people and and heather says them well you're suing me monica yeah she I still hasn't really you. addressed that it's really weird she hasn't addressed heather a lot at all no but i think the third episode we're going to see a lot more about reality vontese mm -hmm. we're going to see more about heather and the whole how this whole thing went down mm -hmm. um and it's supposed to be a supersized episode so i think we get an extra 15 minutes monica i mean when she's responding and with anger and deflection and everything and lisa is like you're so manipulative and she is fucking hating on lisa so much there's no reason to hate on lisa that much like, what has she done to you? She didn't even accuse you of stealing her ring. She was trying to be nice to you. Yeah, she was trying to be nice so to her. So weird. Apparently, Monica called John a penis head. Yeah. Like, yeah. What adult <laughs> I think we saw that. It was so <laughs> stupid. Well, and then Monica tries to explain her three different names. Which and I didn't really understand. Well, she's I mean, like, legally, I only have three. Now, you could understand if it's like your name you grew up with, then you get married, then you go back. But I think she had her mother. Her mother's name, her father's name, her married name. She had Darnell, which is her mom's, which is her maiden name, her mom's name. Then she had Garcia, which is from her mom's side of the family. Then she had Fowler, which was her ex-husband's name. Then she had Delgado, which was, she didn't say her dad's name. She said it was her dad's side of the family. Well, if you are estranged from your father and you want nothing to do with him, why would you use his name? Because she's trying to scam somebody. She goes, legally, I've only had three. <laughs> okay, but you're using a lot more. Well, apparently Jen Shaw said that she tried to use her name to look more Latina. And that's per Lisa mm. and Angie. They both said oh, Jen interesting. said that. That makes sense. She was blaming Lisa and Angie. And it was actually Jen, apparently, that said that or that told them that. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, it does make sense. She said, don't you want a Latina on the show? There you go. Well, that's ex it, right. It makes total sense. Um, so then Andy asks Lisa about Jack's mission. And obviously there's a visa issue. And Heather said it was triggering for her because of what she no longer has mm. and all the celebrations. So did Heather leave the Mormon religion to be part of the show? Because no, it kind of no. sounded like when mm. she made the decision to leave the religion and to be on the show, that's when her mom 
wanted oh, nothing maybe. to do with her. Well, it was being seen now. She was talking about it publicly. So that would make sense. Maybe. Because we haven't seen her ex-husband. Her ex-husband was on the first season. And now we For don't see him at all. Right. How do you, if you hate this religion, how are you mourning what you no longer have? And how are you missing? I think you miss the the good. You miss the good stuff. You know, that's it. She's missing the fun that she had that was part of the religion. I mean, couldn't, it wasn't all horrible. No. I mean, who knows? I don't think so. Well, Mary thinks it's all horrible. Mary says that all Mormons are racist, basically. And that's why she calls Whitney a racist, because she was a Mormon. I mean, well, Heather's fucking unhinged. Well, she's, she's beyond. But Heather said that Mormonism is rooted in racism. Right. And Whitney agreed with her. Yeah. But it doesn't mean... I mean, they left. Mary doesn't make sense. And then when when Angie's like, is there anybody on the the couch you like? She had just told Angie K to shut up because she shouldn't have an opinion because she's only been on one season. It's like, Mary, this is the first fucking reunion you've been out. Okay, (laughs) second. But the last season, she didn't even fucking show up to the reunion. Well, the minute she walked out on stage, she was at Angie. I know. For whatever then, reason. But then the, Andy's like, who do you like? She goes, I like Angie. It's like, what? Because she sticks up for herself. Yeah. But it's like so But then you weird. don't like Whitney. Although Whitney needs to go, I think. Whitney comes across just, she's sweet, but she just seems so dumb. I just feel like she's not going to go. She doesn't have a voice. I don't think she's going to go. Really? What What is she adding to the show at this point? Mm. I mean, it's not just, much. She, yeah, not much. But yeah, back to Mary. So Mary's bat shit and she likes monica because she's pretty she likes monica because she's pretty and she said that um she doesn't like heather because the house comment is worse than her calling her her calling her inbred which makes absolutely no sense but there's no rationalizing anything she Mm -mm. says and then andy says well sometimes you say horrible things to people and mary thinks it's a good thing she thinks it's good to say it to their face it's better to say it to your face than behind your back is Unbelievable. It? Does Mary have any friends? I don't think so. Well, what about her talking about her son and oh his God. maybe wife having sex? And she was so mad at the girl because she could hear her moaning and saying how good it was. And she doesn't want her to lie about her son's sexual abilities. Well, she said she opened the door. She opened the Un- door in the middle believable. of it and, and told him, don't make his head get big, too big and tell him he's better than what he is. It's actually fucking crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> so she doesn't know if he's married because she hasn't seen paperwork. But isn't it public record even in Utah? Like, can't you Google it? I, yeah, but she doesn't, you know, I don't know. I just she don't doesn't want to know. I no. wish Andy would ask about. She said she hasn't seen it. His DUI. She hasn't seen it. Yeah. Why and all of that. The, the huffing and shit. Right. Wait, he got a DUI too? Yeah, I think he had a DUI. Well, I thought it was just the huffing. No, it was, it was, I think the DUI and then they found all the paraphernalia and stuff on him or in the car or something he needs i don't know what happens in that house it's it is weird and wild but the fact that she lets him and his maybe wife stay in their rooms all day not work just have sex it's bizarre 21 it's bizarre it's the unhealthiest situation and she has such an opinion on everybody else it's like mary are you joking well yeah but mary can have an opinion but no one Nobody can else have can. an opinion about right, her right that's the thing little girl <laughs> bobblehead so then andy asks mary what she thinks about what was discovered about monica mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Mary says she doesn't know what the Instagram account is. Of course not. But then Heather pulls out a recording where oh. allegedly Monica says, allegedly Monica is calling Mary a dumb bitch. And didn't she say, well, that's a clipped, that's a clipped uh, recording. Yeah. And she wasn't talking about Mary. She was talking about Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot more clips yeah. uh, that Heather has in her arsenal. It sounds like it. I want, so we'll see. There's three. We need to really uncover this. And I hope Andy does a good job because... Because he seems a little sympathetic to Monica right now. Well, I mean, hearing her story, although it's really hard to believe what Monica says, I'm sure some of what she's saying is true. Yeah. But she's such a pathological liar. Right. It's really hard to have empathy because you don't know what kind of bullshit she's spewing. When you hear her on those recordings Mm. and the way she's talking, it's like... And what about her reactions to Angie and Lisa? Just here on the reunion. It's the same way she's acting in the recordings. Yeah, it's crazy. It's It's good fun. It's very fun. (laughs) Speaking of crazy, uh, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Anne-Marie is just getting roasted. I I think rightfully so. She is so annoying. Even Dr. Nicole came for her. up about the small esophagus i'm so tired it, like did they tell her okay this is going to be your storyline just go for it with the esophagus the small esophagus Even kyle who is supposedly her friend is over the conversation we're all over it we've been over uh, it why are we still even talking about it she's just a hard watch right well like, because nobody's comes, on her side nobody's on her side <laughs> she comes in as the authority now apparently she told Crystal, when they met, that she was a doctor. Yeah. Not a certified nurse anesthetist. I mean, I also wonder if Crystal just heard it wrong. Well, but Crystal but found her voice. Crystal Crystal was like, you're a bitch. Ooh. <laughs> I loved it. Good. So this homeless, not toothless gala, and I wish to God, God they would come up with a better name. Oh my God, name. but all of them not remembering the name is so fucking funny. It's like, <laughs> would you rather be toothless or homeless? What is it, What is the difference? What is it again? What's the name of it? So And, and Dorit's getting so fucking pissed. But it was quite a gala. Well, yeah, 400 people, Paula Abdul, Taylor Dane. I love Taylor Dane. What about, what about Anna Marie? I don't even know who that is. Are you kidding me? How do you not do you know not Taylor know Dane? If you don't even know the name off the top of your head, you know the music. Music. Well, you would think she's got a great voice. She's she fantastic. looks amazing. Also, I know I, she used to be on um, Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis. She hasn't been on in a while. I think she's been traveling. So then, what else happened? So Crystal has a little brunch with her brother Jeff. I like that. So Jeff always seemed so young. He's older than Crystal. He's older, but he always came off as young, mm-hmm. pop starry, like we know he is in Asia. But this episode, he looked older. Didn't he? He looked like more mature. I mean, he's in his 40s. Well, he kind of took a stand and said, listen, I'm not going to let Gee, you and mom. At 40, <laughs> well, I'm not letting you and mommy tell me who I can date. So he's going to be in Asia for six months out of yeah. the year. He should be. He, I mean, yeah, I that's agree. where he's a star. Live your obviously. life. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so then we see Maurice and Kyle, Mauricio, Moe, Mo. as, as they call him. Awkward. The car ride to this homeless, not toothless mm-hmm. gala was just cringy. It started out okay. And then when he started talking about traveling and, oh, how was that memorial? Oh, how was this? It's like they never They, like, they don't talk. Speak. And then she said, oh, I'm, I am going to be traveling here. Oh, and there also. And yeah, then oh, by she the said, way. And then she said in her confessionals, eh. 
Let's see how he likes it. Well, he didn't know that they were going to Barcelona nope. the following week. Nope. Also, what about the delivery of Morgan's shoes to Kyle's house? Yeah. And oh, these are Morgan's. Why Why is she getting shoes delivered to your house? That was weird. It was, what are they doing? Dropping little nuggets, I'm telling you. But is it fake nuggets? Are they really? I don't know. I mean, something better come out at the reunion because I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of all now the speculation. I'm changing. I'm changing that they're not a couple. They're very good friends. And she's helping her in her career. And this is Kyle's storyline. The questioning, are they together? Are they not? Is Kyle a late in life, late in life lesbian? What I heard was mm. that this whole Kyle Morgan storyline is a distraction because of Mauricio's infidelity that they were trying to squash that and this big lawsuit where he was trying to purchase a home that oh, he yeah. had for sale. Mm -hmm. And so this is a distraction to that. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But where, but where are these ladies? Because nobody's come out about Mauricio or having affairs with Mauricio. It feels like they should have by now or they would have. Uh, who knows? Maybe he has him signed NDAs. Maybe who knows? he's very discreet. I mean, if everybody's talking about it, usually it's true. I think he's a big flirt for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Did you, did you hear apparently Kyle was saying, you know, Dorit's acting like we were such good friends and we did everything all the time together and we went on all these vacations when really it was just a few times and uh, we're not that good of friends. She doesn't like to hike. She doesn't like to do all the outdoorsy stuff I like to do. It's kind of weird that you're saying it now, now. though. And, and apparently she also said that all these clips of them together were from trips that they took on the show. They're not from True. separate vacations. Yeah, I think they went on one vacation with, uh, I think, actually, Mauricio and PK are better friends. Maybe. But I mean, it did seem like they were together quite a bit. What about Kyle questioning Mauricio like, have you been drinking or are you are you smoking pot or are you on edibles or something like that? Well, you know how it is. If you're sober Ugh. and someone around you is wasted or drunk, yes. it's fucking annoying. It's very annoying. Or when your partner is more wasted or drunk than you are. It's yeah. It's really annoying. And I think that's where <laughs> Kyle's at. She's sober. She's clear headed. Yep. And then Mauricio clearly is either smoking. He's had a few gummies or he's smoking or he's, he's had a cocktail. Who the cocktail. fuck cares? And everything that he does is annoying mm -hmm. her. How funny was it, though, when Erica arrived at this gala and this doctor, <laughs> this guy introduces himself, come to find out he was totally trying to hit on her, calling her gorgeous and, wow, you look stunning. It's her fucking dentist. And he did not know that. He did not know no. that. How did he not know? And she's like, wait a minute. You're my dentist. You're my dentist. You could tell he felt so embarrassed. Well, I can imagine. Wait, but what about there was that older lady who was all oh, in the pink, pink lady. And Erica said, I just have to take a picture with you. It was very cute. Mm -hmm. But then Garcelle, who's not wearing pink, by the way, she's wearing like burgundy or dark rose. Comes in. <gasps> Look at us. Can I get a picture with you too? That was pretty funny. She was at the Emmys. Uh, Garcelle, I saw uh, pictures of her. I didn't see her in the audience, but yeah, she probably was. There were a lot of people there. Um, so then Sutton says she's coming for Anne-Marie and man, mm. she does. The minute Anne-Marie and her husband walk in, she comes at her mm -hmm. and comes at her hard. It was pretty funny. And her husband walked away. Yeah. Well, she had him walk away. Like, go get a drink. And then Mauricio's like, don't, don't even go over there. Let them do their shit. Well, Anne-Marie throws Crystal under the bus. I know. I think Sutton handled herself very well. Like, let my shit go. 
I mean, that's not the place to do it. No, but, no, but I appreciate you know. it. Also, it was funny because Anna Marie was coming in all hot, like, there's my friends. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. When she showed up at that table, they were all like, hmm. Well, hi, Mauricio, right? He's flying as high as a kite oh, and he sits God. next to Set and he goes, oh, hey, I I, uh, I hear you have an esophagus problem. And she's just like, <laughs> are up. you kidding me? I actually thought that was funny. <laughs> Because that's such a, like, my husband would do that any minute. Yeah, he would. Even if I told him, do not say anything, first thing he would say, yeah, what's that, what's that about the esophagus? I mean, that's what he does. It's horrible. <laughs> One of the funniest things your oh, husband's God, ever oh, said, God. and we still talk about it. Shit. We have a friend that's single and he dates. Yes. <laughs> he's, not, he's not single now, but he dates. And we had New Year's Eve parties every year, and every year it was a different date mm-hmm. and he, he do you me. remember what he said uh, no gina i try to black <laughs> these things out <laughs> and he says to the girl he gets introduced to her and oh, he's god. like oh hi nice to meet you yeah we probably won't see you next year oh god <laughs> which probably ended up being true it was totally true oh but we were horrible. dying we were no, dying no filter dan <laughs> but it's so fucking no, funny he started calling himself faux pas dan <laughs> He said that over the Christmas holiday. He told me and the kids, I've decided that I'm faux pas Dan because I just say, I'm like, yes, you do. It's horrible. Oh, God, it's hilarious. Well, you always know where he stands. <laughs> this is true. It's what you you got to love him. Um, I don't know what else happened. Dorit was introduced as a fashion designer. Uh, I was curious what? about that, too. She has the beach by Beverly Beach. What? Is Bronzer? Still- is that still a thing? Her bathing suits? I don't think so. She was sued by them. Oh, remember? Shit, that's right. So anyway, next week, Anne-Marie apologizes. Gets kicked off the island. No, she apologized. <laughs> she called and apologized to Sutton. Yeah, because she wants to go to Barcelona. And they're all on their way to Barcelona. I'm sorry. As Dorit said, Barcelona. Barcelona. But then Anne-Marie says that Crystal told her that these women are shallow and not intelligent. Oh, please. I kind of think she said it. She probably did. <laughs> Which is basically true, right? And then we get a to be continued. <sighs> See, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I always love Beverly Hills. Yes. I always will love Beverly Hills. And they take the best vacations. Yeah, they do. Barcelona. They're not footing the bill to go to Barcelona in no. Orange County or nope. Potomac. Anywhere else. Miami. Nobody else. It's Beverly Hills. Now, they do all have money, so they probably <clears throat> kick in a certain amount. But it probably gets the highest ratings. True. True, um, true. All right. We got to talk maths. So I told you to yes. watch the after show. Now, I completely changed my opinion of of one of these couples. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about Emily and Brennan. He still is not in this. Well, he's a jerk is what he yes. is. He wants to control the narrative. Yes. He wants her to say exactly what he wants her to say when Dr. Pia comes. He wants her to say everything is fine and they're progressing. When the cameras are on. When the cameras are on and she... She said that he told her that he would go to couples counseling if she said that they were progressing when they were on camera. And she didn't. And then he felt betrayed. So then he uses that against her and says, I don't know if I trust her. I kind of trust her, but I'm not sure. Because she finally feels safe to speak up when Dr. P is there. And so she's speaking up, but she had already told him, okay, I won't say anything. That's her. That's on her, actually. It is on her. She shouldn't and she, agree to that. No, but she certainly spoke up in the after show. There was oh, no wow. restraint well, whatsoever. No. She was rude she was mean. to Austin. 
She had no business saying what she said to Austin. It was Why not her place. Why is she interjecting herself in Austin and Emily's relationship? I know her and Emily are friends, but who cares? I think Emily should be pissed that she did that. You mean um, oh, sorry. Becca? Becca. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I yeah. think Becca should be pissed that Emily went after Austin in the after show. A hundred percent. He's the nicest guy. He's he got seems issues. seems to be. But he's the nicest guy. He was, even after she got into it with Keisha Knight Pulliam, Keisha was poking her a little bit. And I, but I loved I, it. I, I loved it. But she was pretty damn rude to the host. She was acting like Brennan. She was like, um, why aren't we staying on the subject? She literally sounded exactly like Brennan sounded. Because she didn't want to talk Pia. about it. She didn't want to talk about it. She was trying to divert the question. Mm-hmm. And Keisha says, hold on a minute. I'm on your side. Like, we're not, we're just talking about the episode here. Yeah. And that she was said good. to her, she goes, um, she said something like, maybe you want to rephrase that question. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. And then. Austin is rubbing her shoulder like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And I thought he's the nicest guy. I would be saying, fuck you for what you just said to me. You're a bitch. I would say it's none of your business what was my idea and what was productions. She was getting on Austin when Austin did the night for Becca, like a special night, trying to be romantic and put rose petals and uh, candles everywhere. She's like, oh, was that your idea? Or how much of that was your idea? It's like, who the fuck cares? He still did it. He agreed to do it. We find out they didn't have sex. I thought for sure they had sex that night. That's odd, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some other things too that seem a little weird with Austin. And now I'm wondering if he's maybe questioning his sexuality. No, you think so? Well, I mean, he brought up pegging. Wait, did he bring that up? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think some straight men... Like a little peg, don't you think? I I don't know. Wait, <laughs> I wait. Don't know. Isn't is pegging something up the butthole? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, don't I mean like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just thought really you don't, you don't do a lot of pegging. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, also the whole thing when they were building their little what was that that little the, flower tyranium what are those terrarium terrarium. And they're putting naked people in there. Where are they putting that? And I, like, why? Like, why? <laughs> what, what's, this is supposed to be like foreplay or something? I don't get it. Yeah, it was a little confusing. But he admits that he just has always moved slower. And then there, there's been so much conversation about how fast they're moving that now he's like, I just don't want to do anything. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, but let's, she talks about it all the time. But it didn't seem let's like be she real. Does. So if he was really into her. They've been, they're going on, what, a month and a half, almost two months now? And I don't want to say a normal guy, but most guys would jump on the chance if you did see a future with this person. And so to me, that's it. Mentally, I think he thinks if I have sex with her and I know that I'm not, I don't see a future Mm. with her, I don't want to do that to her. I don't want to Mm. have sex with her if I know in in my head I'm not seeing a future with her well he conveniently says that normally it takes from three to six months for him to get there and isn't this process over in three months i mean i just have a hard time with that he also said foreplay is new to him <laughs> something is going on with it, but with he austin likes her like he said he desires her she said i don't feel desired he goes that's not it like you're gorgeous you're beautiful so and he grabs her face to kiss her i just think 
It's the cameras, maybe? Yeah, I think it's the cameras. I don't know. Yeah, but they have plenty of time without cameras, they, too. I think they do. They seem to. How many couples have actually had sex said they haven't because they don't show it on TV? Yeah, a lot of them have had the, se- have had the sex. <laughs> <laughs> have had the sex, but say they didn't. You're right. Also, Cameron is having his procedure and he's in the... I think he's in the car. It, it's almost like he's about to have it, but it, I'm sure it's not. But he says, yeah, there's no need for me to contact Claire at this moment. He's done with Claire. He doesn't want anything to do with Claire. Claire's all about Claire. Claire wants to look like I'm the good person to contact Cameron because he's having these issues. And then she says, yeah, I did contact him. He says he's doing good. And he said, for me, like the best thing, I worry so much, just stay away. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, stay yeah. away from him. Because you didn't want to be there anyway. Right. We did not see, I think this is one of the first episodes they have not talked about, or have we seen Orion Orion and um, Lauren? Lauren. No. They're like totally out. Because Claire's still there. Is she still living in the apartment building without Cameron? Um, I don't know. Because she went to like the evening thing. Well, then Michael comes in and Michael tells them he's getting remarried and stuff. And we meet Chloe and all that. I thought for sure we were going to get the fucking wedding. No, we have to wait. We have to wait another week. So we see Michael on the after show. And thank God he cut that hair. Yeah, he did. I know. He looks so much better. Do you think they are happily married right now? Um, We we see scenes where she starts freaking out before the wedding. Well, I mean, that's That's normal. Yeah. That's normal in this circumstance. That's normal. But yeah, I, I think they might. Maybe. You know, she's a little bit of a free spirit now that he's gotten rid of the hair. The hair the was hair. a real problem for me. So when Emily and Brennan were playing soccer and we learn about mm. her soccer experience yeah. and how her dad pushed her and it, this story went on so long. She kept talking about it. Then he tried to interject a little bit of his story and then she would go back to hers again. And then he was like, yeah, I wish I had a dad who maybe could push me and I feel like I needed that push. And she's like, yeah, well, maybe my dad was... Blah, blah, blah. She kept going back to her own story. And I'm thinking... Is this what you do all the time? And then I thought, well, maybe it's the only time she can say all this because he never listens to her. I couldn't figure it out. Like, was she going on and on about her own self because he doesn't listen to her without the cameras on? Well, on the after show, didn't she say they got into a huge fight right before soccer or right after soccer? I think it was after soccer before. Well, it was before Dr. Pia came. And that same day was soccer day because he goes, we've had such a good day at soccer. I don't want to bring up all this other shit. Well, if you listen to to him, Brennan always says yeah, they have he, a good they and they a great don't. day. We're progressing. They, they look like they had fun playing soccer. That was it. But she kept going on and on and on about her own fucking story. It's like enough. And it's like what what is happening? Like was her dad abusive I, to the, I mean was it that tell. bad? Well, that's what he was even saying. Do you appreciate him now for that? Like can you understand? She's like, "Yeah, sometimes it maybe makes me the leader I am." But it was like forced and I don't, was she already pissed at him? Is that why she was like going on and on about herself? I don't know. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. They are not a match. They are not together. No. Good riddance. And she pissed me off on this after show. She was rude. She was in a mood. Yeah. And I feel like that might be her true personality. Ooh, and she's downplaying it. Or is she it. just fed up? Because until this, she came off looking really good. Well, what is she fed up about? What is what is what is it about Austin and Becca that is making her feel like she has to be rude to him? Becca saying shit. 
that's what I, know, I think. But it's still like, would you it's say something? Business. I don't know. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it either. And he seems so nice. If him and Becca are having some issue, it's none of her fucking business. No, and it's especially not her business to bring up on national TV. Well, and what she said was, did you tell Becca that you are very slow to get intimate and stuff like that? And he's like, yeah. I mean, like, we knew this. They yeah. talk about it all the fucking time. So, yeah, he said it. What what more is there? What unless is- unless something comes out later. Like you said. Maybe. But what did, what did you know, Austin ever do to you? Be kind. <laughs> Maybe Austin likes Brennan. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe she's pissed about that. Maybe she's rewatching. I think she feels embarrassed by letting Brennan control this whole thing for so long and her not saying anything. Oh, so maybe she had to wa- flex yeah. a little bit on the show. And she's like, now I'm going to speak my mind because I can because I'm not afraid of Brennan. Who is she so afraid of? I mean, I understand trying to work things out and you don't want to say too much. Like you're, what? It, what is that, that saying? You're sending your representative. You're not your mm-hmm. true self for a long time. But on this show, you need to be your true self. From I mean, the get-go. Yeah, because yeah. in the interviews, you were your true self and they fixed you up. So don't be somebody else. Maybe they, maybe she wasn't. Ooh. I don't think Brennan was his true self in the interview process. I, I just don't know why you go on. What about when he talked to his friend and the friend's like, you have a history of being with a girl, finding one little thing that you don't like and then harping on that. And that's it. You can't get over it. That's he what he's doing. This. He does this. But yeah. he also told his friend that he wanted to work it out. Yeah. And like They're great. They're oh. such good friends. He likes her so much. It's like, what that friend did not seem convinced no he, he did was not stone face you can see little glimpses of brendan's uh the good side of his personality little tiny glimpses but then it goes away real i'm not quick. sure what that is though the good side of his personality Just his, you know happy communicative smiling hmm. maybe in the it's beginning. very little it's very little he's not happy with her and she's not happy with him it's over which i don't understand why he just doesn't dip out and, and walk won't. away he won't he won't give that satisfaction i don't know he's he gonna try to blame her it. he doesn't give up on anything hmm. he's I don't an know. odd duck man <laughs> odd duck now this show that we tend to not like is giving us lots of we have conversation lots, lots to talk about usually that's the one that does that so let's end on christine's marriage we saw episode two of uh, Sister Wives. Christine marries the love of her life. David Woolley. And Christine is giddy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's giddy. Her dress is so ill-fitting. That is exactly what I said. The dress needed, it was not a flattering dress for her. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. It needed tailoring. It was wrinkled. And it was designer made or specially made for her. Well, who made it? I Lisa. No, I don't know. <laughs> she needed it remade because it was not good. The wedding was cute. They seemed very happy. The kiss was so awkward. The kiss was very awkward. He called her his goddess. Oh, I hate that. The, the, my goddess, my queen. I hate I would, that. That I is think, very 90 Day Fiance. It's a little creepy, and I think I'd throw up a little bit in my I, mouth I if my husband like called that me that. whatsoever. I don't like that I honestly, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, my goddess, same. My, it's so fake. Mm-hmm. But she lunged in for that kiss. Oh, <laughs> she couldn't wait. Mouth open. Some of these scenes from this wedding were so cringe. It was really cringy. I think Corbin and Tony are the same person. 
Corbin is the one who officiated. Yes. And Tony is her son-in-law. Oh, Don't yeah. they look they like look the same person? Very, very much like, who's the guy that did the dance for David on the dance floor? The sexy dance. His oh, it was good friend. His son's friend or something. It was weird. And that then, was weird. And then Christine takes over and tries to like uh, sexy dance. She was being so risque. Oh, God. It was too And her much. kids were like, oh, my God. Then they do a sort of flash mob. They called it a flash mob. I didn't understand it that. A dance. A chickeny part. And then there was like just the uh, glow sticks up in the air. And she we was didn't... like, it's a flash dance. It's, a fl-. it's like, is that a flash dance? No, They're they just circling just you. Just dancing in a circle. Does she? Maybe she doesn't know what a flash mob <laughs> is. I think that's it. Could be. She thinks it's a flash yeah, mob. Yeah, yeah. But they did seem very happy. Um, yeah, they did. I'm very happy mm-hmm. for both of them. Apparently, Mary has a new man. She Mary has brought a, him out on the night. This was kind of seen. a nice looking man. He's not bad looking. No, no. Oh, somebody mentioned, I think it's that Sister Wives podcast. That's so fucking funny. They mentioned that these ladies go for bald guys. Mary's guy's bald. And so is Christine's David. He's bald. Because they don't want the little curly cue of oh, their memory. Because they can't stand <sighs> Cody's, Cody's hair. hair. His weave. Oh. You think it's a weave? Uh, it's a perm for sure. I wonder if he has little pieces in there. Ooh, it could be. Hmm. Robin is really, really having a difficult time. Did they with show this. her this time? Yeah, they did for a second. Mm. It was quick. So I don't know what's going to happen. Janelle's kids are there. Janelle was oh, so happy. There was a mention. Christine said something about all of my 13 kids support me in lots of ways. So people were saying Gwen wasn't there, who is her other. There's a one daughter that wasn't there of Christine's. Oh, really? Yeah, that is pissed How off would you at even people. know? Exactly. <laughs> and then Mary's daughter wasn't there, but she actually included her in the count. So the only people, the only kids she didn't include... Or Robin. Robin. Of course not Robin. Yeah, because they don't even know them. But I thought it was interesting when they went around and they talked to all the kids. None of those kids are into the polygamous lifestyle. None of them. None of them. Mm-mm. Thank God. Not, not a one. They also don't show, is it Janelle's? Yeah, Janelle's oldest son who is so cute. He got married early on. I think he doesn't agree to be filmed. He's on there in the background once in a while. He's the oldest one of all of Janelle's- them. Janelle's kids look exactly like her exactly (laughs) they're like little janelles oh my god wait what about truly bringing what the fuck truly (laughs) what the fuck she's so teen awkward she brings up the ring and she hugs them which was very cute and then she was almost like superstar (laughs) on the way down Like, oh, don't do that. That would have fit perfectly. Oh, I don't know what's happening with Truly, but Truly's truly marching to the beat of her own drummer. True awkward teen. That's it. Okay. Yeah. We'll give her that. I'm just going to give her that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for this week. Happy five year anniversary. I know. If you want to give us a nice anniversary present, feel free to go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star glowing review, wishing us a happy anniversary for all of our hard work, time, and devotion. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you for everybody who listens thank you for all the interviews we've had throughout the years if you guys listen and thank, thank you for just you being you. you a wonderful a wonderful <laughs> have a good week good evening bye <laughs> there is nothing like a day nothing in the world there is nothing you can name that is